Welcome to Crab Takes in Football. That's what this podcast does. I'm TK, joined by Andrew Holly. Holly, a weird one. Well, you know, I doing this wish, Yeah, dude, I wish I could say that I was the great prognosticator because I I actually called the game pretty well, both as score and as far as it was back and forth. I didn't have the Dolphins beating us like they did, but oh crap, man. It's been a it's been a crappy couple days thinking about the Ravens. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the game, but, you know, catching up on some videos and um, some highlights and, uh, you know, some film study on on Twitter and things like that. Um, I came away from that one a, a little confused uh, on how to feel, because for three quarters, you're sitting pretty. Um, and then for three quarters, uh, we feel like we've got one of the best teams in football. Yeah, uh, and I and you know we still might. Um, I mean, sure. This isn't. Yeah. This isn't. We will try not. Or I will try not to be end of the world. I'm not yeah, sure going to have some negative takes at certain points, but I will. Yeah, try. you can do some. You can do a, a crab take of the week at the at the end, or, or yeah. mix it in whenever you want. But yeah, Ravens gave up a um, 21 point lead <clears throat> to lose to the Dolphins 40. 40- two to 38 um so after a loss uh, we have a little bit of a different format here so we're not going to give out a game ball we're not going to do pop of the week but we'll go through the good the bad and the ugly because like i said for three quarters there was a lot of good um for even even in the fourth quarter there was some good and uh you know there was a lot of bad and there was some ugly as well so um let's just get through it we'll start on the offense there was a lot of good uh, on the offense absolutely absolutely um let's just say it it, it's really good outside of the and we can get to it later but this the the series that was fantastic great drive we get down to the goal line and get stuffed and turn the ball over on downs. You know, that's that's the game, number one. But that really was the only misstep, as it were, of Lamar Jackson. And you might you might be able to point that to Linderbaum with the fumble and the you know the the <clears throat> it didn't get it wasn't a turnover, but you know, the fact that there was the the uh issue with the exchange between the center and Lamar, you know, I, outside of that, Lamar was brilliant. I mean, 21 of 29, 319 yards, three touchdowns. Oh, and nine carries for 119 yards, including a 79 yard touchdown. I I mean, Lamar was electric. It was great to see, you know, he looked good last week in stretches and you know maybe not that dominant Lamar well we got to see that dominant Lamar last week yeah we did he was awesome he was very precise he like he was he was decisive uh, I've been saying it for years when he gets to be decisive and he gets uh you know in in a rhythm he is absolutely lethal and that's what we saw on on Sunday the the run was vintage Lamar oh, um, it, it's like that one felt really weird that it didn't put the game away. 
you know, that, that had that feel that, you know, that was the nail in the coffin. And, yeah. Um, agree. You know, and, <laughs> you know, obviously it wasn't, but um, yeah, I, I think, I think that was really good. Bateman and Andrews were awesome, particularly yeah. Bateman. I mean, you know what you're going to get from Andrews at this point. Yeah. I mean, but Bateman truly looked like wide receiver one with some of his releases, the run after the catch. Yeah, hands on that grab. I mean, it was a great throw by Lamar mm-hmm. to get it to him and to thread that needle. But the fact that he was able to stick his hands out and that ball stuck is mm-hmm. pretty impressive. And then turning on the Jets, the fact that the two fastest plays from scrimmage right now in the NFL are both Ravens. Yeah, and that play from from uh, Rashad Bateman and then the opening kickoff by Devin DuVernay, who, hey, let's throw that out there. Holy yep. crap, the game opened with a, what, 104 yards, 103 yeah, yards? Yeah, right. I mean, 103-yard uh, opening return by Devin DuVernay, just electric. I mean, and basically untouched. Yeah, I, that, that was awesome, too. We, we kind of just skipped over that. But, yeah, I mean, when you open the game that way, it's it's – Pretty exciting. Uh, you know, I got the score update right away, and I was like, well, okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't think yeah. – uh, has that ever happened in Ravens history, the opening kickoff? Well, opening, oh, I'm sure it has. I, I, I'm i positive it has. I'm, you know, it, 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 it might – I feel like it might have even have happened. Did it happen in that one playoff game against the Patriots where we beat the crap out of them? But anyway, maybe I'm I, – that might not be correct. But I'm sure we've – we've run the opening kickoff back before I'm positive. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that was awesome. Unfortunately he ends up in concussion protocol, which is tough and hopefully he's able to go this week, but yeah, Andrews was awesome. Bateman looked good. Likely finally gets on the board with four catches and, uh, Robinson has the really nice touchdown catch. Um, a lot of good in the passing game for sure. You're going to spread the ball around the, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six different guys who catch passes. Alan Wallace on the board which is nice. Um, yeah, six different guys on the board, touchdowns to three different guys. Um, that's good. Uh, that, that's it, It's really strange because now it's it's the running game where you go like, you know, what's going on here? And yeah. that is the opposite identity <laughs> to what has been established here the past. Oh. Yeah, and, it, and it's kind of weird. And, you know, you enter the season, you're like, who is Lamar going to throw the ball to? Well, I mean, he's found six different guys. And now you're like, well, how are we going to run the ball? And that's not a question that uh, many people anticipated having to answer. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's not good. Let's just put it that way. It, it's just simply not good. It needs to be better. Um, and, and we can't we can't have J.K. Dobbins back sooner. And it, and it really I'm a little nervous about it, mainly because I don't like especially after last year, I don't like relying on somebody that's coming back from an injury that's obviously as bad as his injury was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't look at Gus Edwards at this point and go, oh, well, just wait till Gus is back because for the same for the same reason why I'm worried about JK, I mean, shoot, is Gus even close to practicing? I mean, so here we are again in a situation where we're short on running backs, and Mike Davis was absolutely putrid on on Sunday. I have lost any and all confidence that he can do the job. He's he's on this team for short yardage situations, and to to help us score in the red zone and at the goal line, 
That's his job as a as a short yardage back. He had five carries for four yards. That's not going in the right direction. Yeah, not ideal. Um, I mean that is that is terrible. I mean, Kenyon Drake had six carries for eight yards. Our best runner outside of Lamar, really, well, Justice Hill had a few carries that his his average carry was all right, but Patrick Ricard had one carry. I don't understand why he didn't get the ball more, quite frankly. If if I had one one criticism of Roman would be in those short yardage situations, especially after earlier in the game, Patrick Ricard has a five-yard carry. Maybe give him the ball if Mike Davis isn't doing the job. I mean, that's I, – I just don't get it. Yeah, it, it was really weird. I saw a stat. The Ravens had 10 opportunities in which they needed one yard, either for a first down or for a touchdown, and they converted only three of them. And, again, like that's not really the identity <laughs> that has no. been established here. And, and, and you know what? That's not a playoff team either, quite frankly. Right, because what do you think is going to happen <laughs> when you get into those critical situations, fourth and one? You know, we, we, we saw multiple turnover on downs. Um, it was bad. So, it, it, yeah, it, it's really strange to figure that out. And, and you try to think of, like, what are, what are the issues here? I think, you know, my mind just keeps going back to there's new guys on the offensive line and they haven't played that much together. And, you know, they're still figuring it out. You know, people are going to miss blocks. You know, that's going to happen. Running backs are going to make bad reads. That's going to happen. I think there was uh, even on on Hill's nice run. uh, There's been a few still images uh, (laughs) of uh, of how much room he had if he continued to cut it up inside instead of bouncing outside. So he made a bad read. Patrick Ricard had a really nice block, and Kenyon Drake decides to go inside instead of uh, instead of outside of the block. And yeah. you know, Ricard's all disappointed because you know he felt like he, he nailed the block. Um, he had Morgan Moses completely whiff and get in uh, get in Ricard's way, so he couldn't jump to the next level. So Drake had to make a uh, a cut too early. It's it's just something I think that just needs a little bit of time. But I mean, quite frankly, I mean, let's get going, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, let's get going, absolutely. But in my mind, I I look at this offense and and I and and this is going to sound weird because I'm including Linderbaum as a veteran and I shouldn't. But outside of Morgan Moses, who's okay if he's still learning the offense, everybody else has been here. Yeah. I mean, Linderbaum, you know, doesn't know anything else. But I also, from what I've seen outside of the bad exchange, I don't know that he's been been a problem. Now, if there's right. been Agreed. anything else that, that I've missed, that, that could possibly be the case. But I don't feel like I, I tried to watch that every time there is pass protection. I feel like he's he's holding his own. I mean, on Lamar's long run, he was right there behind him, mm-hmm. you know, so – I feel like, you know, I don't know that he's necessarily the problem, but what is the problem? Because I don't think, I don't think it's McCary. Honestly, he held his own. He was fine. Now, was he as dominant as Stanley could be potentially? Obviously not. Um, He's the kind of player that if he plays up to the contract we gave him and the talent that he had prior to his injuries, yeah, he's a, he's a game changing type of player. 
I also have a lot of questions about Powers. I know he's your boy. I I don't know, man. I I just don't know. I'm not if it because you look at it. I mean, I feel like our veterans on the right side, they're gonna pick it up. I think Linderbaum obviously is you know generational talent, whatever. You know, okay, great. You know, but you know, outside of McCarry, who obviously he's he's a placeholder. I just don't know that Powers is going to be the guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't noticed a ton of bad from Powers. Um, could he be like more dominant? Yeah, for sure. And and is Cleveland going to be the guy? Maybe. And, you know, he missed yeah. a ton of training camp, and uh, you know, maybe Cleveland is the guy. And and you know, it, but it seems to me like Powers has been okay enough. That like Cleveland's gonna have to come take the job. It's not. It's not gonna be Powers losing his job. In, oh, in my mind, right at this point, that's that's. I mean, unless Powers just falls off a cliff, right? Which right. Means, that doesn't happen. But um, but I, it I, might. <laughs> it might. So uh, well, it, it's it's certainly possible. Uh, yeah. You know. So you know, I, I I guess my point is that's where I see us. If if there's some position that can be changed or improved outside of the obvious with Stanley. It's got to be powers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause, cause who else are you going to, I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, what do you is, think when is, Stanley is, comes back, do you move McCarry to left guard? I might. It, it like, it, it just comes down to like, how much do you value Plugging him in at left tackle when you have to, instead of having him as well. A starter, so you, you plug know. in at that point, then you bring in one of the guys off the bench to play tackle, and he slides back over. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, like you can't always play like you know, what if he gets hurt? Like you can't do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, if if he if McCarry out there gives you your best five, then yeah, like you have to, because one, you have to you have to pe- put your best five out there for Lamar. And two, the the weird thing is that, you know, the Ravens had a 10-minute, 52-yard drive, and, and, and that in conjunction with the big plays, they lose the time of possession battle, 34 minutes and 47 seconds to 25 minutes and 13 seconds. So that 25 minutes includes a 10-minute, 52-second drive. And you know, obviously that puts the defense in a really bad place, and you kind of see what happens at the end of the yeah. game. So, you know, not I'm not saying the Ravens need to be a running team and, and things like that, because I think they've shown through two games that they can be a very effective passing team. It's like there needs yeah, to be some more semblance. Yeah, but 35 to 14. We should be able to run the clock out in the fourth quarter. Yeah, at least and we obviously fourth quarter drives. We're incapable of sustaining drives in the fourth quarter and doing anything to to help us. I mean, you think about the, you know, we lose the ball on downs, you know, five plays, 35 yards, you know, and then what was this in the fourth early in the fourth, you know. Right, and that was the first drive of the fourth quarter. And then we punt the next time we get the ball, and then we settle for a field goal. I mean, there you go. I mean, we have two series where we have 
um, turnovers on downs, basically because we can't run the ball. I mean, yeah, it's just like really not what uh, that's not what Ravens I expected. Football. That's not Ravens, yeah, and quite frankly, it's not Greg Roman football. I mean, yeah. I'm by it. I mean, it's I, and I know this is somewhat talking out of both sides of my mouth because obviously we love all the passing that we're seeing but there is a happy medium and we've got to find it i mean i don't know where where they can go back to it but they've got to find some kind of happy medium we can't rely on lamar to run for 119 yards and he even ran for that and we lost right i mean uh do you remember those old, uh, not old, but like those really good Drew Brees Saints teams that like they were very clearly passing offenses? Yeah. But they would also lead the league in yards per carry. Like yeah. They would rip five, six yards. Pierre Thomas and, you know, some of those. Obviously, right. And that's um, like you know, a, they had the running backs that. Maybe you weren't starting them every week in fantasy as your bell cow guy because they they shared the the wealth a little bit, but still they had that guy. Right, and maybe maybe that's an adjustment that happens now because you know the Ravens have shown that they can pass on you, so maybe maybe teams aren't stacking the box all the time again, and and you know we have guys on the outside that can beat you one on one and 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 outrun your safety and things like that. So if the box loosens up a little bit. You know, in, in that in that front seven for for defenses, front eights for defenses, maybe that's something that kind of loosens it up too. I mean, it, it, it maybe that's an adjustment that you know kind of kind of finds its own level. Possibly so. We'll have to see. Possibly so. What we else? What else? Was J.K. It? J.K. Dobbins has the magic potion for us, and he can stay healthy the rest of the way out. Yeah, I mean, I think that'll be a real shot in the arm for sure. Um, but you know, who knows when that exactly is going to be? Any other good on the offense? Some good on the defense too. I mean, Marcus Williams was awesome. Yeah, uh, let's, let's start. I'll let you go over some of the good on the defense, and then then we'll just get into some of the the ugly ugly numbers. The um, three quarters, the defense was good. Yes, <laughs> the defense was really good. Yeah, fourteen points to you know, quite frankly, the fastest wide receiver duo in the league um yeah. and 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 i mean waddle is awesome tyreek hill we already know how how good he is we've seen that firsthand but yeah. if you're going through three quarters and you're limiting them to 14 points that's pretty good i mean and yeah like and and then i think Tua was awesome from what i saw from him like you know buying a little bit of time you know Dude, going out and yeah, he was we he could, was good. We could not stop them. I mean, let's just let's just review the dirty numbers because they're disgusting and they make you want to throw up. But it's also incredibly impressive. I mean, Tua had 36 for 50 attempts, 469 yards. Those two Marcus Williams picks and being positive for a moment, and then six touchdowns four of which i believe were all in the fourth quarter is that is yeah that, were they all passing touchdowns? four four yeah, drives four touchdowns. touchdowns they were all yeah so four 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 touchdowns 
in the in the fourth quarter, four passing touchdowns. And let let's talk about that that amazing receiving duo they have because I'll I'll be honest with you, I was like, whatever. Tyreek Hill went to the Dolphins. Who cares? Holy God, man! Eleven receptions for 190 yards, two touchdowns, including a 60-yard bomb. 11 receptions for 171 yards for our boy Jalen, or not really our boy, but Jalen Waddell with two touchdowns, 59-yard long touchdown. I, I mean, what what has happened to the Ravens? Because I get, I get like running out of gas. And that's obviously what happened. I think I'm going to blame the running game for a lot of it because their time of possession was ridiculous. But at the same time, what? What, what happened, TK? I'm, I'm still in shock. It, it, it brought me back to those years of like 1996 where it was an absolute joke, you know, because I think I've talked about this in other years where we were awesome throwing the ball, great offense, not so great running the ball, but great passing offense. We would light it up and then the other team would score 40. And I just, I, I'm not trying to be crazy. Our defense will turn it around, but God, that's, it's just not a good look, man. It's not a good look. It's not. It, it's really disappointing. Um, it's just like how many years are the Ravens going to give up fourth quarter leads? Like other than 2019, like that's, you know, think about all those yeah. like Ben Roethlisberger drives to come down and win it to Go. San Antonio Holmes. <laughs> like going back that far, it's just like. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, why can't we move past this? But like you said, 35 minutes of, of, of time of possession for the Dolphins. Like, yes, you're going to get tired. And But then, like you said, Tua threw the ball 50 times. They only ran the ball really, let's see, 17 yeah. times. So they're not, like, grinding you down. They're just so much faster than you. And uh, – uh, Martin and Humphrey you know misses. what? One sack. Yeah. Right. I mean, Tua was was much more uh, elusive. Two, two quarterback hits. Yeah. Not not enough. Not nearly enough to win. The especially for a guy that dropped back fifty times. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That again, the, not Ravens football. Right. The. Uh, <sighs> The really frustrating thing is is the the injuries that happen because um, Marlon Humphrey enters the game banged up. Like you know he's not a hundred percent, but he's really really good. He misses fifteen snaps for the whole game. In those fifteen snaps, the Dolphins score four touchdowns. <laughs> just, just like come on, you know Peters uh, coming back from injury. Great to have him back. I thought he looked pretty decent. Um, like from, from what I saw, again, I didn't, I didn't watch the full game, but it looked like he was moving. Okay. It looked like he had a little bit of a swagger, maybe not a hundred percent, but you know, on his way for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I look, I don't think anyone outside of 
Marcus Williams stood out stood out in the secondary necessarily. I mean, even yeah. even before the fourth quarter, I mean, the Dolphins were able to move the ball a bit. So it's not like um, it's not like the pass defense had been perfect all day. Um, but that's not me pointing the finger at Marcus Peters in any way. I mean, I am so happy to have him back. I look, work it out. And, and, you know, we're going to lose more ball games than we predicted <laughs> in our, yeah. in our preseason schedule. That was a guarantee regardless. So this is one of those games that we obviously thought we were going to win. I think for, for good reasons, mainly because it was our home opener, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hey, you know, sometimes you got to get punched in the mouth and you got to see how you recover from it. Wasn't it that uh, 2000 Ravens defense that got that got 38 hung up on him by the Jags? Am I remembering yes, that right? Absolutely. And that's, what was that? I think that was. Week they two. won that game, though. They oh, won that game. Yeah. That was that was the first time we actually had beaten the Jags as a franchise going back to Cleveland. And wasn't um, that week two? It was like really early on. Yes, because Tony Banks was the quarterback. That's right. That was a pretty awesome game. And then after that, I think we went into our touchdown drought. <laughs> Only kick and field. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen again to the offense. But maybe like this could be like the the like you said, uh, what kind of wakes the defense up a little bit. Wait, wait, wait what wakes uh. Mike McDonald up a little bit because I think one of the criticisms that has been uh, a little popular between both the fans and some uh, some analysts is that he had some maybe interesting uh, calls late in the fourth quarter, especially with Humphrey down, with Peters down. Um, you know, you got you got rookies and new players in there, new system, and not everybody knows where they need to be. Not doesn't know their assignments, doesn't know all the full coverages, and it's hard to, without knowing the exact call, uh, pinpoint who uh, is accountable for those. But well, who's responsible for those? But I think who's accountable is going to be the defensive coordinator. I mean, yeah. you, you have to you have to know. The situation is like, yeah, these are not my starters. These are not my veterans. Yeah. These are well, like, and let's face it, not only the defensive coordinator, but John Harbaugh. I mean, he yeah, should, call he, time out, man. Come yeah, on. he should be able to step in and let's 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 help my guy out a little bit. Hey, like this isn't we've got some people out. Think for a second. Like, you know, I and maybe some of that happened, but let's face it, it was not. It was not a good performance by the defense. It was not a good performance by the coaching staff in a lot of respects, even on offense, um, based off of our short yardage play calls. I mean, how many times can we just run it up the middle? I mean, it's like I everybody knows that's what we're going to do, and that's what we do, and they stuff us. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's more complicated than that, but it really ticks me off. Um, you know, with that said, um, you know, guys on this team are really going to have to look at themselves in the mirror. And that also includes the front office, because let's be real. We just talked about the lack of pass rush. I mean, that's this is a known issue. Mm-hmm. And yes, the, it didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. No, this isn't something that, that should be a shock to anyone. And here we are trying to sign Jason Pierre-Paul or Blake Martinez. And, you know, that's great. But are they what we need? I mean, I... 
I'm almost at the point, and I know there's there's cap implications and, and so many other things that will keep us probably from doing anything impactful. But I just a trade seems more and more likely to me. If this is, I mean, if we're trying to go for it because this is the Lamar year and blah blah blah. I mean, to me, that's when we probably trade trade for somebody. I mean, is that? I mean, this is just total speculation for me. But I mean, what? What do you think? I mean, we've obviously shown a pro- proclivity to making deals the last few years. Yeah, I saw a tweet earlier, and I'm going to try to find it. But um, somebody said that reported uh, on this um, Jason Pierre-Paul storyline that he's not their first option. They've been trying to make trades and just haven't been able to make it happen. Interesting. Um, which kind of kind of stinks because the another tweet that i saw was you know another kind of just um speculation thing it was just like are they like bad with free agents like i mean because you well you can't make a trade happen and now you know there's been several veteran free agents that you know don't choose baltimore uh, you can't get a deal done with Lamar before the season. You know, are they kind of? You know, I, I don't think so at all. I think it's it's no? called right player. I think it's called right player, right price. That's been our slogan since forever. Mm-hmm. When we sign, rest in peace, Tony Siragusa and Michael McCrary. Same deal, right player, right price. Now at the time we were under major cap restrictions we had financial issues after the move from cleveland so it's a little bit different but you know i'm okay with that you know right player right price we've got to be smart about what we do now does that mean we shouldn't do anything no i mean that's where i'm getting a little frustrated because it seems like we don't we almost leave holes sometimes where you go okay um I know we're great at these other positions, but this seems pretty glaring. You know, sometimes it's been the quarterback. You know, so that's, I don't know. I mean, that's where you kind of go as much as you love the Ozzy Newsom, Eric DaCosta brain trust. And I'm not at all saying they should go. I want them to be here forever. But that would be the one glaring weakness is that, you know, sometimes even on the Super Bowl teams, we've had, you know, that missing piece that is so freaking glaring, it's crazy. And somehow we're winning despite it. Well, we weren't able to do that on Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, the other side of that is you bring in Marcus Williams, who's been awesome. You get. Well, absolutely. You get Calais Campbell to come in and take less money to to make a run. Justin Houston, same thing. And, you know, you extend your own guys. You know, they, they want to stay. So Even I mean, Chuck Clark, who's mad about well, you know, right. his position, but he sticks around anyway. You know, mm-hmm. not only he's a good guy, but he realizes the Ravens are still a good organization. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a bit overblown and, you know, and – I, I don't know. The Jason Lock and Fours of the world out there, not to say the, the haters. And the haters that are just haters to to get people to listen to them. I mean, it's 
Yeah, there are criticisms that can be thrown out to this front office about roster construction. I don't think the way the team necessarily spends money is. I mean, you look at the price of pass rushers is so crazy. And you got to mm-hmm. hope that, hey, in the next few years, once OA continues to develop and then um, what's his nose who we drafted, um, who's still hurt. Ajabo. Thank you, Ajabo. Um, once once Ajabo's back, I mean, you, you would hope in the next couple of years that'll be a strength. But right now it certainly is not. And and whether it's the feet off the street or somebody who's currently suiting up for another team, I mean, it'd be something needs to happen. Yeah, you got to do that. I mean, it was really surprising because of how effective that front four was in week one uh, and very much not so in week two. And, you know, you think, all right, well, we get Travis Jones back and maybe that makes a difference. And then you mentioned Ajabo and maybe we get Ty Bowser back in a few weeks. And like, well, and that's it. Remember, they were they were actually pretty decent for three quarters. Right. I mean, Miami was moving the ball a bit. They just weren't you know, scoring with long, long touchdowns like they suddenly did in the fourth quarter um, Mm -hmm. or the sustained drives. But but yeah, I mean, like like we were saying, I mean, it's just everybody's uh, they just completely wound down in the fourth quarter and they weren't able to get themselves back up. Yeah, I I mean, you know, with all the mistakes and things like that, I think the rookie guys in the secondary, there was, there were some nice plays, you know, Kyle, yeah, Kyle Hamilton had a real nice play. Yeah. yeah. He triggered nicely. Uh, Pepe triggered nicely on a few plays. Kyle Hamilton playing underneath was, a, I, I just think he looks a little bit more comfortable coming forward than uh, going back. And um, there were a couple of plays where you're like, okay, yeah, this guy, this guy's settling in a little bit. And, you know, of course the mistakes happen and, miscommunication or whatever the case was but you know there is still good there there's still a lot of talent on the defense and I think it's one of those things where they kind of figure it out but you know like you said maybe you just gotta gotta take one on the chin uh to to kind of look yourself in the mirror and, and move forward yeah the nice thing is that uh not gonna face Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle um again well, you know that Right. So, you know, you, you come into week three going up to Foxborough and, uh, you know, all of a sudden that's not quite as uh, intimidating as it used to be. Uh, the Patriots were a little bit up and down. They come in. Um, they they lose to the Dolphins week one. They beat a pretty bad offense in the Steelers in week two. Maybe they're a team that's kind of trying to figure out where they're at. I think overall roster construction-wise, the Ravens have a better roster there. Um, it's just going to come down to, you know, can they go on the road in New England and, and clean some of this stuff up? Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm just looking at the uh, depth chart for the Patriots. It would be interesting if we tried to a uh, to reunite with a, a former, uh, former player and uh, – Matthew Judon, but I'm sure the I'm sure the cap implications wouldn't work. I I have no idea what those numbers would be, and I'm sure they wouldn't work. But that would be a nice guy to have back on the defense right now. Yeah, you? yeah, that would be really good. Uh, they love him up there, though. 
They do. I don't think, uh, yeah, may, he may not be out there. And he loves it up there, too, it sounds like. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, and, he and Belichick seems to have clicked. Sometimes Belichick, Belichick will click with certain players, and, and Judon seems to be one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you had anything else to add on, on week two. Uh, some good, some ugly at the end. And, yeah, you know, no, a disappointing I mean, loss. A disappointing loss, not the way you want to, you know, open the season at home. But I'd rather open it that way than end it that way. So let's get let's get the cobwebs out. Let's get things going. Get our heads in the game. Hopefully, like we said, this is the the punch in the face, slap in the face we needed to wake us up, and and you know we'll be coming back strong this weekend. Yeah. Any any um. Thoughts on week three? Any predictions? Any uh, bulletin board stuff? Well, let's talk. Let's talk about you know fantasy stuff for a minute. I mean, what do you do? I mean, it's how do you see Lamar impacting this game against the Patriots? I mean, he is he is the guy. Uh, he had that elbow pad on at practice yeah. today, but he doesn't doesn't seem to be too concerned about it. I mean, the Ravens will go as he goes. Um, I'm not particularly. Do you see them trying to light it up? Are they throwing it deep or are they going to try to establish the running game this week? I think they're going to keep throwing it. I agree. I I think. Unless uh, unless Dobbins is suddenly back and they want to prove a point. Yeah. Even if that's the case, Dobbins gets, you know. 8, 10 carries max. I don't think they're going to yeah. really grind it out with him. But, uh, yeah, I think I think you go to the air again, really challenge the Patriots a little bit, um, keep the pressure on their offense, uh, on the Patriots' offense, and, and see if Mac Jones can beat you. And, and I'm not sure that he can. What do you think about Bateman? He's had two touchdowns, two straight weeks. Is he a must-start? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. The the Patriots corners are no longer who they who they once were. You know, not so long ago they started J.C. Jackson and and Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, and um, not not really the case anymore. How I mean, far the mighty have fallen. Yeah, solid players in Jalen Mills and Jonathan Jones, but not uh, you know, not, not those two guys. I think. Uh, you got to watch out for Judon disrupting, but yeah, I think you got to start Bateman again. And even if he doesn't score uh, again, you know, three straight weeks would be pretty impressive. I mean, I, I think he comes down with you know definitely a handful of catches and, and gets his yards and, and gets his yards after the catch too. What do you think of the rest of our wide receivers? Um, I think if Duvernay's down, then it's probably you know maybe a deep ball to, to Marcus Robinson, and and that's. A yeah. very, very dart throw. Um, <laughs> if, yeah, if you're really desperate, like, almost like when you'd start him when he was on the Chiefs, like he's at that Hail Mary that hey, he might actually have a pretty big game, but he also might do nothing. Right. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. I almost think, especially if Duvernay is out, I think you're going to see a lot of likely um, as that third option. Not that we've been seeing a ton of Duvernay as that third option because I guess he was hurt some last week, but still. Um, I think that'll be interesting to see how they go. Um, you know, and, and it'll also be interesting to see if we, we run Lamar anymore. I mean, I know he had that big long run, you know, but I also don't know that, 
yeah, I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see how we continue to do that. I mean, with his contract and everything else, it's always going to be the talk every game, how many carries he has. So, you know, and that's another way that we could jump jumpstart the running game is get Lamar, you know, helping out by by actually running himself and then being the decoy. So we'll see. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, as far as fantasy goes, I mean, what do you think about the Ravens defense against the, against the Patriots offense? I mean, is this obviously if anyone started the Ravens last week, they were burned pretty good. Um, what do you think about their defense against the Patriots? I, I think it's a good start, uh, even though they're on the road. Uh, I think it's they have enough veterans to bounce back. I think the Patriots running game isn't really much to be particularly concerned with. So uh, I think we can expect, uh, you know, some pressure on Mac Jones to maybe make some mistakes and throw some picks. You know, Damian Harris is a player I wouldn't mind seeing us trade for. I know that we're, you know, I'd I'd rather see us trade for a a defensive end outside linebacker, obviously, but. You know, just thinking of players randomly on other teams, Damian Harris isn't a bad isn't a bad player. I wouldn't mind seeing him in our rotation. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a very versatile guy. And but again, yeah, there's man. nothing that that I'm reading saying that that's even a thing. This is just me looking at someone's roster being an idiot. But you know, yeah, yeah, that guy's good. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, what do you think about the Ravens defense? Are they gonna they're gonna come back? I mean, I, I think so. I think a lot is going to a lot is going to come from guys that are still coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, Travis Jones hopefully will come back soon. Uh, Bowser hopefully will be back soon. You know, hopefully these guys will you know start coming back in. Ajabo hopefully will come back and play this year. Um, and and each one of those guys could potentially bring quite a bit to the defense so um and then you add them all together that's i mean that's potentially getting i mean you just those three guys down the road that's potentially three pro bowl players i mean granted two of them are rookies but still um you know peters is still going to continue to to improve brandon stevens can play you know hopefully oh, you know, so. i mean so Yes, there's a lot that can be improved. There's a lot mentally that probably can be improved and will be improved upon as the season progresses. This defense is going to be a very different defense on Sunday than the end of the year. And if it's not, we probably will have a new defensive coordinator and maybe a new head coach next year. I mean, I I wouldn't. Whoa. I Well, but but let's be real. If we're giving up 42 points a game. I mean, we've had a we've had a terrible season. I mean, that's you know that's absolute hyperbole. But think about it. I mean, if if we're giving up close to forty points a game, we're not going to win many games. And if we go two and fifteen, then yeah, I would expect heads to roll. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, we'll just have to see see where it goes. I love John Harbaugh. I'm not at all calling for his head in any way at this point. But certainly if Certainly, if that's that's the performance we see, if that continues at the end of the season, yeah, maybe. 
fair yeah, statement? I mean, yeah, if we yeah, if we go two and fifteen, you really gotta think about yeah. it. But I mean, you know, I'm not expecting that. That's not what's gonna happen. You know, I, I fully expect our defense at the end of the year to be completely defense completely different defense and totally competent is what I'm trying to say. And hopefully this is just us working out the kinks. Some of these other guys will come back. And, you know, as we said, other things will improve both on the field and, you know, in the practice practice field. And, you know, you go from there. Yeah, just get these guys a little bit of time on the field. And, and I think things will come together, both both yeah. offensively and defensively. Um, so before we before we sign off, uh, let's get a prediction. Week three, Ravens at Patriots, one o'clock on Sunday. Let's see. I'm I'm gonna say obviously the Ravens win. I'm gonna say we come back with a 28 to 14 win against the Patriots. Yeah, I was going to say like 27-17. I think it'll be – we'll see a lot of the same good um, that we did this past Sunday, and uh, we'll get a defense that closes a little bit. So, um, yeah, I think their offense stays hot, though. We can only hope. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, Ravens 1-1. One and one. Luckily, the rest of the division loses as well. Um, so don't really lose any ground there after a disappointing loss. But uh, we're going to be okay. It's week two, long season, a lot of ball ahead of us. Um, we have Lamar Jackson, which always helps. And, uh, yeah, w- with that, you want to sign us off? Yeah, I mean, let's face it. Losses always suck. It always sucks when it's the first loss of the season because you start thinking, oh, God, is this not – that's not what we think it was. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm, I'm as guilty of it as anyone. Just re- rewind about 10 minutes and you'll you'll hear all of it. But, you know, I, I mean, all we've got to do, just like the Ravens, we've got to you know, pick ourselves back up off the ground, make ourselves feel a little bit better as Ravens fans. Get up, say loud and proud. Go Ravens.